Good morning, Woodvale family. Happy Sunday. And a big shout out welcome to all of our guests across the nation of Canada and around the world that have joined us today. Well, we're in our June sermon series. We're calling it Unfamiliar. We're taking the month of June to talk about subjects from moving from the familiar to the unfamiliar, from the known to the unknown. Last Sunday, we explored the theme of racism. And if you missed last Sunday, we would encourage you to go online, go to our church website, watch it. And we trust that message will be a blessing and encouragement to you. Well, today we want to talk about message number two, unfamiliar next normal. Do you notice I didn't talk about new normal? I'm talking to you today about next normal. Because you see, our next normal will change again. Life just keeps on changing. Nothing stays the same. The only one who stays the same is Jesus. Well, today I want to take you back in the pages of the Old Testament to the book of Joshua. And we're going to look today at some verses in Joshua chapter 1 and Joshua chapter 3. And I want to share with you today seven keys for embracing our next normal. I want to talk to you today about life after COVID. What will our next normal be like? How can we embrace this next normal? I think way back in the Old Testament, Joshua and the Israelites had a little bit of understanding of this. I mean, God had raised up this leader, Joshua, and he had followed the leader, Moses. And now around a million Israelites are at the edge of the Jordan River, and they're ready to cross over to step into the promised land. On the other side of the Jordan River was unfamiliarity. But you see, friends, they didn't stay on one side of the Jordan River. They crossed the Jordan River to the promised land. And the promised land, even though it was unfamiliar, was great. When they got there, they saw things they had never seen before. They experienced things they had never experienced before. They did things they had never done before. I want to suggest to you today that the Jordan River kind of represents this COVID season. And some of you kind of want to get back to the way it was. I can't wait till everything gets back to normal, friends. That's not going to happen. We're going to step into our next normal. But I want you to get this in your spirit today. The next normal is not bad. It's great. It's opportunity. Well, the Jordan River was about uh, 70 miles as the crow flies, but it twisted and turned. So it's really about 200 miles. And it flowed from north to south. It flowed from Mount Hermon all the way down to the Dead Sea. It went from higher elevation to lower elevation. Normally, crossing the Jordan River would be so easy, except for springtime when the snow melted. All of a sudden, the water would rise and the rapids would flow. They say at times during springtime, after the snow melted, the river would be about two miles wide, a rushing, mighty, flowing river filled with rapids. It would be next to impossible to cross. It would be so difficult to cross. And that was the time frame when God said to Joshua, this is the time for you to cross the Jordan River and step into God's preferred future for you. Well, friends, I want to give you today seven keys for embracing our next normal from Joshua chapter one and Joshua chapter three. Let's get right to it. Number one, 
I believe, number one, we need to learn to trust more. Our trust level needs to go up as we're stepping into our next normal. Let me read to you verse 1 down to verse 5, Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I mean, it's interesting. God said to Joshua, Moses is dead. Well, Joshua knew that. That wasn't information. It was exhortation. He was saying to Joshua, you're the man. You're the leader. Joshua probably felt insecure, uncertain, incapable, but God said, you can do this. You see, crisis doesn't make a leader. Crisis reveals a leader. And God was saying to Joshua, you've got to trust me. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to take you to the promised land and your territory is going to be so large. Wherever you place your foot, that is going to be your land. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Joshua, you can do this. And Woodville, it might be a little scary as we think about life after COVID. What's our new normal going to look like? What's our new normal of church going to look like? What's the new normal of my job going to look like? What's life on earth going to look like? We can do it. And I believe the best is yet to come, but we must trust more. But then there's number two. Number two, hold on. How many people like roller coasters? I do. I mean, I'm not talking the roller coasters that go just like that. How about the roller coasters that go like that and they go, whoo? Like that. When you're on a roller coaster, you better, you better hold on. Well, let me read to you some verses in Joshua chapter one. Let me begin with verse six and verse seven. And and we're going to see in verse six, verse seven and verse nine, God said something to Joshua three times. Not once, not twice, three times. Why did he repeat it? So it got into Joshua's spirit. He said, be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. And then in verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Three times, God said, be strong and courageous. The Hebrew word for strong is the analogy of two ropes being intertwined together. There's strength when ropes are locked together. And it actually means hold on. I want you for what you're going to do, Andy. Hold on to us. Then I want you to picture us holding on to God. Now, here's the truth. When you hold on to him, he started to hold on to you. And he's holding on to you. And even if you let go, he will never let go. You're strong because God is holding on to you. So so be strong means hold on because God is holding on to you. What does courageous mean? 
Well, I studied the ancient Hebrew word for courage and courageous. And you know what it means? Don't let go. And I got a word for you today. I got a word for you today. You might be holding on to God, but God is holding more on to you than you are holding on to him. And he's not going to let go. In other words, the God who's leading us into our next tomorrow is holding on to us and will take us into it. Well, then you come to verse 16, 17, and 18. This is so cool because the Israelites answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word does not obey it. Whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. I think it's pretty cool. God said three times to Joshua, be strong and courageous. And he probably said that to the people and the people got it. And they shouted back to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Number two, hold on. Then there's number three. Number three, write this in your notes, stay in. Now, some of you are like, stay in. That's all we've done during this COVID season, stay in. Mark, please don't tell us to stay in. No, I'm not talking about staying in your house. I believe the principle, the key, the key for embracing our next normal is staying in God's word. Many of you have spent more time in God's word during the COVID season. Don't, the COVID season, don't stop staying in his word, stay and continue in God's word. Let me read verse seven and verse eight. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. So let's obey God's word. Let's not turn from it. Let's be obedient to it. Look at verse eight. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. I find myself during this COVID season more so than ever speaking out loud the word of God. And then he says, don't just keep it on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. You know what that means? Turn it over in your mind. Chew on it. Mull it over. Get the word. Read it over. Mull it over. Speak it over. Chew it over. Let it get in your mind and let it get in your heart so that you may be careful to everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So we need. If we're going to embrace our next normal, we better stay in God's word. Then there's number four, plan ahead. Well, let me read to you verse 11, and then I'll talk about it. Verse 11, God said to Joshua, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Get everything ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land. The Lord your God is giving you for your own, but you better, you better, you better get ready. Well, church, this past Monday, our premier, Doug Ford, shocked us, but encouraged us with his announcement. I honestly thought that he's going to say the double bubble principle, five can, can become 10 and I never dreamt he was going to say churches can re-enter into their place of worship with a maximum 30% occupancy. We're like, wow. Well, that's caused your leadership to have so many meetings this past week. And we want you to know we're planning ahead. That's what we're doing. We're living out this principle, plan ahead. That's number four, plan ahead. And we're getting this building ready. We're lining things up. We want to make this place a safer place for you. 
Now, I need to prepare you. When we re-enter back on Sundays, it's not going to be like what it was. There's going to be lots of changes. So our target date for doing this is Father's Day, June the 21st. And we're planning to have a 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service. And there's lots of details surrounding that. Uh, who should come, how you should come, what will be offered, what will be like. And we've got a strategy that we're working out. And next week, we're going to put online on all our social media platforms how this is going to happen. So we want you to stay tuned. But be in prayer, please, for your leadership team, because we want to plan ahead. We want to make sure Woodville is a safer place for you as we begin to re-enter and begin to embrace our next normal. So number four, plan ahead. Then there's number five. Number five, position right. Now I'm going to read to you some verses in just a moment that talk about the Ark of the Covenant. Do you remember the Ark of the Covenant? Well, the Ark of the Covenant is a type of Jesus Christ. It represents Jesus Christ. Well, the Israelites had possession of the Ark of the Covenant for like 40 years. But what you're now about to read, the Ark of the Covenant moved from in their possession to them putting it in its right position. They positioned the Ark of the Covenant right. Now, if you remember the Ark of the Covenant, it had several things in it. One, it had, it had manna. And manna represents the bread of life, represents Jesus, of course. And it teaches us that Jesus is our provider. It had Aaron's rod that was budding, and that represents the resurrection of Jesus. And it teaches us that Jesus is all-powerful. And it had in it the Ten Commandments. When, and it teaches us that Jesus was perfect because he, he never broke any of those commandments. He fulfilled them. And then it had the mercy seat, which teaches us about pardon, that Jesus pardons our sin. The symbolism is rich. But, but I want you to note this, that the Ark of the Covenant represents Jesus. And the Israelites for 40 years had, had possession of the Ark of the Covenant, but now they, they, they allowed the position of the Ark of the Covenant to be right. You see, many of us, we've got Jesus in our life, but he's kind of in the passenger seat. He's like a hitchhiker with us. And when we need him, we, we ask him for help. But, but I'll tell you what I believe. I'll tell you what I believe Jesus wants to do as we embrace our next normal. He wants to make sure that we don't just have possession of him in our life. He wants us to position him in the driver's seat. Let him lead us into our tomorrow. Now, with those thoughts in mind, let me read verse one down to verse four of Joshua chapter three. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions, watch this, and follow it. Up until now, they had possession of the Ark of the Covenant. But now they were going to follow the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was going to lead the way as the priest carried it. How many people know we need to let Jesus lead us into our tomorrow? The Jesus who's already in our tomorrow wants to lead us into our tomorrow. Now look at verse 4. 
This is probably the most key verse that I'm going to share with you today. Because this is what God said to Joshua to tell the people, then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. That's a powerful verse. And I want you to know as your pastor, we're in this COVID season. And it's like we're crossing over the Jordan River and we're stepping into our promised land and we're boldly going to where we've never gone before. It's not hide and go seek, ready or not, here I come. It's ready or not, here it is. I mean, we're about to step into territory, into a a next normal that we have never, ever experienced before. And there's going to be a danger to want to go back to the way things used to be. But church, we can't go back. And we can't stay the way it is. We got to step into our tomorrow and we've got to position Jesus ahead of us and say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I've never gone this way before, but where you lead, I'm going to follow. I want to declare today that the true shepherd of this church, the true leader of this church is not me. It's Jesus Christ. And I want to follow and take the cues from our Lord and our savior who's leading us into our tomorrow. Let me read verse four again then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. We used to call it Star Trek, but I'm going to call it the Sun Trek anointing. We're boldly going to where we've never gone before. I don't want you to be fearful and uncertain and and whoa, I don't know about the, the next norm. I don't think I'm going to like a church. Let's embrace it. I believe the God who wasn't shocked by the COVID season is about to pivot us into the best days that his church has ever happened. I want us to resist the urge to go back. I want us to walk with openness and excitement. I believe we're about to step into our promised land. I believe that God's got something so great for this church. I can't wait for what he's going to do. You see, if I asked you five years ago, where would you be in five years? Not one of you would say COVID. (laughs) I'm just trying to trust more. I'm just trying to hold on. I'm just trying to plan ahead. I'm just trying to live out these principles, but I want to position Jesus right. Let's not put him in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat. Let's have him in the driver's seat. Let's let Jesus take the wheel. Let's let Jesus lead this church. Let's let Jesus bring us into his preferred future for us. Somebody, somebody give a little amen. Well, then there's number six, believe for. I'm asking you, what are you believing for? Is your faith level going down or is your faith level going up? I believe as we embrace our next normal, God wants the faith level in the church to not go down, but go up. I believe God doesn't want the difficulty of the COVID season to to put us in, in this maintenance bowl. I don't want us to maintain. I want our faith to rise up. I want us to boldly believe for stuff and things and great things of God like we have never believed before. I want us to believe for an outpouring of the supernatural. Let me read verse five and verse 15. Jesus told, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate means prepare yourself. Consecrate means separate yourself. 
And God said to Joshua, tell the people tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. I think that tomorrow represents life after COVID. And I want to, I want to prophesy over you today. I want to believe God. I want to say God's going to do amazing things in our tomorrow. I want you to get excited. I want you to hear today. We're crossing the Jordan. I want you to hear we're, we're going to step into the promised land. I believe God is going to do amazing things. Your pastor has never been so excited. I can't wait to see what God is going to do. The best is yet to come. Look at verse 15. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Remember the Jordan River springtime? The water's flowing, the mountain, the snow is melting from Mount Hermon and, and the river is rushing, the rapids are huge and, and it's a rushing water two miles wide and this is the most impossible time to cross, the most difficult time to cross. But I ask you today, what do you see during COVID? Do you see impossibility? Well, if you see impossibility, I wanna to declare to you, God sees possibility. Do you see mess? Well, when we see mess, God sees miracle. Do you see dilemma? Well, when you see dilemma, God sees deliverance. I want us to see it the way God sees it. I want our faith to rise up. I want us to believe by faith like we have never believed before. But there's one more thing. There's one more key for embracing our next normal. And it's step out. I want to read these verses and I want to leave you with a few comments, but let's read it quickly. Joshua said to the priest, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. Remember, they now positioned the Ark of the Covenant, not with them, but ahead of them. And the Ark represents Jesus. Now they're following the Ark and we need to follow Jesus. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you. See the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth set foot into the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. Well, let that soak in your spirit. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan's at flood stage all during the harvest, yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream, stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap, a great distance away. At a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, where the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, that's the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, stopped in the middle of the Jordan and they stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation 
had completed the crossing on dry ground. I want you to picture in your mind for a moment a rushing river, a river that's twisting and turning and, and the rapids are huge and it's two miles wide. It's, it's over three kilometers wide and, and, it, and it's rushing and it's dangerous. You, you should never try to cross a rushing river. I mean, that's a death sentence. You'll drown. It's not good. And that's when God said, you're going to cross it. And he said to the priest, get the Ark of the Covenant and lead the way. You see, we're the priesthood of the believers, my friends. We're the New Testament priests. And they took the Ark of the Covenant and they led the way. Jesus is leading us to cross the Jordan. Jesus is leading us to cross this COVID season. But the water didn't stop and push back in a heap until the priest stepped foot into the water. You got to promised land. My friends, there's like a million Israelites and the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan River and the water pushed back in a heap and the ground was dry. It probably took a long time for a million Israelites to cross, but the water remained dry and the water remained pushed back. And the Israelites, as the priest led them, as the Ark of the Covenant led them, crossed into the promised land. Oh, I hope you're getting this in your spirit today, my friends. We can't go back. Let's not try to go back to the way it was. Let's not stay stuck in our today. Let's not get nervous about a new normal. Let's call at our next normal. Let's say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for where you're taking us. I'm excited about our tomorrow because when the Israelites got into the promised land, they experienced things they had never experienced before. They saw things they had never seen before. They did things they had never done before. Can you imagine if they stayed on the other side of the Jordan and they didn't cross the Jordan into the promised land? I want to suggest you today, if we stay on on the wrong side. We will be robbed of the blessing of the good side. I want to declare today that God is taking us into a new day, into a new season, into a better season, into an exciting season. I don't know what it's all going to look like, but I'm not the one leading this. Jesus is leading it. I want Jesus not just to be in our possession. I want us to position him right. I want us to follow him where he leads. I'm going to follow. And we're going to boldly go where we've never gone before. I speak that over you, Woodville. I believe that's a prophetic word, not just for this church, but it's for everyone that's watching today. Let's not stay on the wrong side. Let's get to the God side. Let's cross the Jordan and step into the new horizon, into the new blessing, into the new season. The best is yet to come. I got a feeling we're going to step into our next normal. And then God's going to have a, another next normal. Let's not be stuck in a rut. Let's walk by faith and not sight. So Woodville, I give you that word today. And I want to encourage you to take those seven keys for embracing our next normal. Soak it in your heart and get excited for the days ahead. Before I share a few final words. I want you to worship with Pastor Brad as he leads us in this song. God bless you. The 
falls, it won't prevail Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph My God will never fail Oh my God will never fail I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory
Thank you, Pastor Brad, for leading us in that powerful song of worship. And I want to thank you for just taking in the sermon this morning as we talked about the seven keys for embracing our next normal. And I encourage you to take those notes, study them, and let it soak in your mind and soak in your heart. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. But as we are in our final moments, I have an important question that I want to ask each and every one that is watching today. And the question is this, if today was the day that you died and you stepped into eternity, do you know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven? You see, every single one of us will live forever. There is life after earth. The question is, where will you spend eternity? The Bible tells us heaven is real and the Bible tells us hell is real. But the Bible also teaches us that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. The Bible teaches us that some 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross for our sins. He paid the price and the penalty for our sins. I don't want you to think you're going to heaven. I don't want you to hope that you're going to heaven. I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven. My question is, was there a time? Was there a place? Was there a moment that you personally ask Jesus to come into your life, that you ask him to forgive you of your sins, that you confess him with your mouth, that he is your savior and your Lord. And so today, I believe there's a number of you watching right now that you can't answer that question with a definite yes. Before we close this service, I would have no greater joy than to lead you in a prayer to invite Christ to be the center of your life. So if you'd like to join me in this prayer to ask Jesus to be the center of life, I want you right now to join me as I lead you in this prayer. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I have decided to follow Jesus. 
Today, I invite you to be the center of my life. Today, I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I really believe that there's many of you watching right now that you ask Jesus to be the center of your life. Friend, you made the best decision of your life. We're rejoicing and heaven is rejoicing. And if you live in the Ottawa area and you don't attend a Bible-believing, life-giving church, I want to encourage you to check us out, join us in the journey, come on site as we begin to gather next week and in the weeks to follow. Reach out to us and let us reach out back to you to help you in your new faith journey. But if you live somewhere else around the world and you are looking for a life-giving, Bible-believing church because you don't currently attend one, we can help you find one. Reach out to us and we will help you. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your life today, you will see on a number of the platforms where we are presenting the service, a place where you can indicate that you ask Jesus into your life. I want you to do that. Well, friends, again, thank you for joining. And we are getting ready to re-enter into the church. And as I shared during the message, we are targeting for next Sunday, Sunday, not 11 o'clock. And there's lots I'm going to be sharing with you this week on our church website and all our social media platforms of what we need to do for you getting ready to come back and join us and what it will look like, what you can expect. And there's lots I need to share with you. And we'll have some video clips. We'll have some details on our website. Make sure you check it out. Be in prayer for your leadership team. We've got lots to get ready. And we'll also be offering church online. And uh, we're just excited about embracing our next normal. Well, Evelyn, I love you so much. We pray for you. God bless you. Well, thank you, Pastor Mark. And today was an amazing Sunday. Church, it's been so long since we've seen you. And we're really excited to be able to meet again in person sooner than later. In the meantime, we're hoping that you're taking advantage of all our kids' ministry resources through WOW Kids as well as our, as our student ministries resources through Boost Junior High and Citizen Youth. And hopefully we see you sooner than later. God bless church. Have a great Sunday.